Hey there, podcast peeps. This is Chad from The Relevant Crew here. Uh, Before we get into today's episode of The Relevant Podcast, just want to give you a heads up about a few things. One, thank you for your patience as we work through the issues we've had with getting episodes up and running through iTunes. Each week has been a different problem, and we just appreciate you guys sticking through it. We try to get them up every week on Friday or Saturday if we can. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, and we thank you for your understanding. Second, Cameron and Maya are taking a bit of a sabbatical for a couple months, And instead of just putting the podcast back on hiatus, we decided to plow through, keep on going. So for the next couple of weeks, I will be hosting along with Roxy Weeman, our editorial director. So didn't want you to freak out, but that's what's going on there. Cameron will be back soon enough. Do not worry. And you're going to hear, um, last week we talked about it, and this in this week's episode we'll talk about there being a Q-tip interview, but the podcast ran long this week, so we had to cut it. So what we're going to do is we're going to post the Q-tip interview over on our Relevant Podcast fan page at Facebook. Um, this is different than our Relevant Magazine. We do have a Relevant Podcast fan page. So if you go check that out, you'll be able to find the Q-tip interview and be able to listen to it there. We just went long today with a lot of other good stuff and decided to cut it out. So make sure not to miss that out. It gives you all the information about um, the Q-tip feature from the current issue. And otherwise, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks, guys. It's the week of March 16th, 2009, and you're listening to The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and the all-new RelevantMagazine.com. Now you're freaking out. Relax. That's not Cameron's voice. What is going on here? I'll explain that in a second. I'm Chad Pendleton. Here with me in our back closet slash studio here in Orlando, Florida, is our editorial director, Roxanne Weeman. Hi. Call me Roxy. Call her Roxy. Joining us from cyberspace, the guys we all know well, from New Zealand, Adam Smith. Greetings, everyone. And from Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. (laughs) All right, so we got through that. Now, a little explanation. Where is Cameron? Where is Maya? Well, they're taking a break, people. They need a break, and they asked us to fill in. For those who don't know me, I mentioned quite a bit, and not on the podcast, um... Uh, I kind of sit in the room and help Cameron uh, know what's going on that week, uh, move the podcast along if I need to, um, and then when they need to blame somebody, my name is the one that comes up. So yeah. if you if you ever watch uh, live with Regis and Kelly, Chad is our Gelman. That's that's true, <laughs> and it, it's as though right now Regis <laughs> and Kelly had to step out 
and they put Gelman in the driver's seat. <laughs> wow. Now, and that hilarity actually, ensued. Yeah, right. Has that actually ever happened? That's my question. Did Gilman no, ever because they him? don't have the guts. <laughs> they don't have the guts. To, because they know that Gelman is a sensation. <laughs> he would now, yeah, because over. They, they know they would come in the next day and not have jobs. <laughs> right. But you know what? We're, we're ready to put you in the driver's seat, Chad. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. You know, I've only been here about nine months. I came in as an intern. Uh, then went part-time, full-time. And this is really just all part of the plan, okay? Slowly move your way up. <laughs> He's taking all over. Right, taking over. You host the podcast. Now, this is what's really bizarre. I've been, I've been a podcast listener, like many of you, for since near the beginning, okay? I've heard these voices that I'm talking to now for years. I've actually never met Jesse. Neither has Roxy. Just talking you through know, Skype and I email. I actually haven't either, strangely <laughs> wow. enough. And I worked with them for several Ad- Adam years. Adam and I worked in the same office together for about a year and a half, and I never We're spoke never to them officially once. Introduced. Hey, the no. podcast brings people together. That's, Ch- that's all I know. Chad, are, are you familiar with the band Journey at all? Or, for that matter, any number of 80s bands like Styx? <laughs> Or uh, you know, White Snake, because the situation, the the dream you're living right now is, you know, the situation a lot of those bands found themselves in. You know, without a front man, without a drummer, all of a sudden, some fan they found on YouTube, part of the band now. I know, you man, know, you got to step it up. And gotta we welcome that. Thanks, man. Yeah, and just and just remember, your your plan is going well at this point. Your plan for domination, because when you control the podcast, you control information. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a little story. Um, I I wrote in for feedback a couple times. I read a couple times. I actually twice won when you guys would have a little contest. I actually won twice. The first really? time, yeah, the first time was when you guys gave away those um, those Jesus light glasses, where you put <laughs> oh, yeah. on the glasses and looked at the light and it said Jesus saves or whatever around it. Oh, wow. And so I still have those, and I have the postcard that Jesse wrote, and it said, "Chad, you're the man." Thanks, Jesse. I still have that. You're gonna want to hang on to that. I too. know. I think it's gonna be worth a lot. Is a lot it framed? It's going to be not worth quite a lot. Framed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised I haven't seen that bad boy on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's hanging on to it because it is literally guaranteed to appreciate and value. Yeah. Once you made yeah. a return to the podcast, Jesse, that thing went back into the locker, the safe, and you know, <laughs> into the vault. That's right. Adding adding value to it. And then I also <laughs> won the uh, the audio Bible. That last time around oh, for yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah my hip hop uh, list was the list that Bible was Bible experience. Yeah, that so. was the one that we all wanted to keep for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was shortly. Uh, that was around the time that Adam rap battled Nick Cannon and beat him mm-hmm. severely. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I I laid it down on Nick Cannon. It was wild and out. <laughs> so the point is, don't give up, people. It starts in the small places with feedback. A year later, you're hosting the podcast, see? A, a year later, you're, you're rap battling That's a right. former Disney Channel star. <laughs> Reach. So yeah. You're literally <laughs> living the dream, Chad. Reach for the yeah. stars. Reach, Reach for, for the stars. stars. Yeah. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> and you'll at least hit the moon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, introduce Roxy a little bit. Roxy, where do you come from? A little background. How long have you been here? Let the audience get to know you a little bit. Um, I come from Colorado via Chicago. I was living in Chicago before I came here, and um, I've worked at a few publishers, and now I'm here. I've been here since September. <laughs> I don't know what, to say. <laughs> what What impresses me, Roxy, is when when you run through this stuff, it makes me realize you are literally the most experienced 
person on editorial staff because you've worked at a few publishers. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some editing before. Not quite like Jesse and I. Jesse, like yeah, I was, was going to say she has more experience than us combined. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here, and I have no podcast experience, so you got me there. Yes, we do. <laughs> Don't forget it. I, I won't. Right. I won't. Well, nice introduction. Then we will move right into this week's entertainment re- releases. All right, coming out uh, music releases this week, Tuesday, March 17th. Not much, but a few things. First, we have Willie Nelson. Now, these aren't, it's called, the album's called Naked Willie. But these aren't, (laughs) these aren't uh, new recordings, but they are old RCA tracks he did back in the 60s. It's it's not as terrifying as it sounds. Right, that's exactly, (laughs) yeah. Somehow. Um, He he could not have picked a worse name for that record. (laughs) Or a better one. I don't know. When Chad said, I literally got chills. <laughs> <laughs> also coming out, Les Claypool of Fungi and Foe. And Ace... Of, of Primus fame. Of what? Yeah. Prim- that's right. Primus fame. Yep. And then... South Park fame, yeah. <laughs> and then of the early November fame, we have Ace Enders, When I Hit the Ground. So the lead singer, I can't remember his name, but from the early November, which I know has a lot of fans out there. Now there's a new group called Ace Enders. Their album, When I Hit the Ground, comes out. Also, movies coming out Friday, March 20th. We got a few good ones, actually. I Love You, Man, starring Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Yeah, because that looks great. I think it looks funny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that Lou Ferrigno's in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he that- really started to steal the show the last couple seasons of King of Queens and... You know, now he's going for the big screen. So <laughs> that that wasn't difficult to do on King of Queens. <laughs> it wasn't really stealing so much as just picking up where someone had left it by the curb. Right, <laughs> Adam? How dare you? Need I remind you of Jerry Stiller? Yeah, I'm with Jesse <laughs> on this. I think Jerry Stiller, one of the funniest people on TV of, especially the last fifteen, twenty years, was Seinfeld and King of Queens. Easily, he's man. Easily. Makes me cry every time. All right. And Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage. I, I, oh, I yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Page it, of numbers. I, I can guarantee you Nicolas Cage will be in a race against time. <laughs> and he, he will have to run places. And there and, will be a code that needs to be solved. Right. That's right. I, I actually just read this piece on uh, Cracked.com. And the guy invented an internet game where you take a movie still from a Nicolas Cage movie and you put on it a line of dialogue that sounds like Nicolas Cage could actually say it and sums up the entire movie. (laughs) The one for this movie was, I have to warn the world, math is coming. Nice. Um, Probably my favorite was a screenshot from The Wicker Man where he's got the, the cage on his head and it's covered in bees. And it was the bees, the bees are stinging, the bees are stinging my face. <laughs> hey, at what point did Nicolas Cage just give up and say, you know what, I don't care? You know, was it yeah, after um, adaptation? Was that when, you know, cause remember that string yeah. of like, you know, was the, the weatherman and movies that were actually had some integrity. When did he just say, who cares, you know? Yeah, I think I'll make the same movie for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll make national treasure for the next 60 years. <laughs> Ver- various incarnations of national treasure. <laughs> I, I will at some point 
have a flashlight. I will have a puzzled look on my face. And I will always, always be in a race against time. <laughs> and I love how in, in the Da Vinci Code that it's some sort of homage to Nicolas Cage and, and code breaking in a race against time that Tom, that Tom Hanks took his hair. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. Make the joke you want to make. <laughs> what, the Tom Hanks creepy mullet? You know you want to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. What is with that? It, and I didn't draw the connection until Jesse said it, but you're absolutely right. All it is is Nicolas Cage's normal hair. Wow. You know? And that's what's so terrifying about Nicolas Cage. You know what? I think it adds to the sense of urgency somehow. Like something's <laughs> bad, really bad is going to happen. Just look at that hair. Because it always, no matter, he can be standing still with like a bottle of hairspray on it, and it always looks as though he's running. You know? I was going to say, always gonna say yeah, he could be asleep in, 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 a, in a windowless room, and the wind is just blowing through his hair somehow. And he looks intense. I, I also read something that pointed out the fact that Nicolas Cage, you know, a lot of times for these movies, he'll get really, really built, you know, like Con Air or in Ghost Rider. But the problem is he still has Nicolas Cage's head. You know? <laughs> and it doesn't go with that the body. The antithesis of attractive. <laughs> it's like someone took a Nicolas Cage action figure, cut off its head, and glued it on a Rambo action figure. <laughs> You know, you know what I've always thought would be funny is to show up at the movies on a Thursday night at around like 11 and go to the ticket counter and knowing that a Nicolas Cage movie is opening on Friday and ask for the midnight ticket. <laughs> or or set so up a confused. tent in front of the theater waiting for the box office to open. <laughs> waiting <laughs> for knowing or con air. <laughs> and come dressed as Nicolas Cage. Like, I'm, I'm just a that. huge Nicolas Cage fan, and I, I, I don't want this movie to sell out. So I'm going to camp out, <laughs> right. and I will show my devotion by dressing as Nicolas Cage from knowing. Oh, man. And then this just, in comparison to that, just pales in comparison duplicity starring julia roberts and clive owen i'm actually really excited about this yeah movie. i'll go see that it. one looks good same yeah. director that did uh michael clayton really yeah tony gilroy i like mm. clive owen as long That's yeah cool. i like clive owen too until you see the international i know and then mm. uh everything changes after that so mm. i i really like clive owen and I've always been jealous of his voice. Like, I would no. love to have a voice modulator that made me talk like Clive Owen. Yes. <laughs> See, I would like to have one that uh, gives me the hair of Nicolas Cage. Like a, hair <laughs> a voice modulator that gives you the hair of Nicolas Cage. It's difficult technology. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. <clears throat> Coming up next, Slices. First time I caught up on a trip over my shoelaces. First time I caught up on a trip over my shoelaces. Over my shoelaces, yeah, over my shoelaces. Got to get a new pair of shoes to kick it with her. Now kick it with you. You're listening to Collarbone by Fujiya and Miyagi. Now, that is not playing at RTV. The reason is we do not have new videos at RTV this week. So what we decided to do was go on our Twitter. Yes, we do have a Twitter feed. 
Relevant Mag. Follow it. And, that's right. Follow it. And ask our followers to give us some suggestions. And the best ones, I went and listened to a bunch of them. And the best ones I found, we would play on the show and then give them credit. So Violet Fox, that's her Twitter name. Thank you for that one. Collarbone. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Disco Partizani by Chantel. It's a German, like, hip-hop guy. Uh, Naomi Jones gave us that one. So you can thank now, them for the music. Is it, is it in German? Uh, I believe so. Or okay. just really fast English that I couldn't understand. <laughs> some, <laughs> some podcast devotees may remember a, uh, a slight controversy we caused by playing a uh, French song that turned out to be the dirtiest song <laughs> no, ever no. by humans. He didn't know it, but it translated to Naked Willy. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I played it safe. Luckily, it says radio edit in parentheses after it. So if it's good enough for German radio, we're just going to say it's good enough for the podcast. Yeah. Of course, everything in, in German sounds dirty. So. <laughs> it sounds dirty and angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not. I'm just speaking German. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for slices. Uh, Roxy's a newbie to this, so we're going to stick her in between the two veterans there. Uh, so which one of you guys would like to go first? Okay. So we all know how, uh, how heartbreaking and difficult it is to say, use your hands to change songs on your iPod. And uh, I don't know about you, but every time I have to reach down and hit a button on my iPod, I feel like I am wasting my life. And I sit there and I contemplate what, what has life brought me to that I'm, you know, frittering away my, my future by using my hands to change my iPod. Well, no more, friends, because now a new Japanese gadget is uh, it's connected to a microcomputer and it fits inside your ear, right? Now, this allows you to uh, change the music on your iPod, uh, start up your washing machine, turn on and off your lights, switch your TV with a wink, a smile, a raised eyebrow, anything like that, right? Uh, it can be programmed to run with all kinds of different facial expressions, uh, such as wiggling your nose or smiling, and it starts to get to know you, right? And so if it judges that, say, you're not smiling enough, it may play a cheerful song for you to cheer you up. Now, what the article doesn't say is uh, it could also burrow its way into your brain and begin to control your thoughts. It doesn't say that, but I think that's strongly <laughs> insinuated. Obviously. Yeah, I've seen yeah, this movie's been made a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Starring Nicolas Cage each time <laughs> yes. in a, in a race, race against time. time to and save the no world. one believes that these gadgets are you know, actually uh, an elaborate mind control plot. But in order to prove it, he has to steal the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I would do if I had that invention? Which I, I'm, I'm assuming I can purchase that, right, Adam? Yes, you can. I would, I would like make it so it like turns my lights on, on, on and off in my house. Cause you said it can do anything electronic, right? Right. It's like a clap on. And I would do it so I could wiggle my nose, like in bewitched and bring yes. friends over and be like, Hey guys, <laughs> let me turn the lights out. <laughs> you know, the thing is awesome. you could also program it to play that little musical sting 
when you uh, when you whip your nose. <laughs> the really possibilities are endless. Flights. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this one is actually from my hometown newspaper, uh, the Virginian Pilot. A guy in Virginia got a three hundred fifty dollar electric bill. And instead of deciding to make some lifestyle changes, he wanted, you know, that would uh, take down that cost in the future. He really wanted to express his anger to the electric company because they're the ones at fault that he ran up his electric bill. So he had to go to about four different banks in town to get $350 worth of pennies. Because he thought, you know, that'll show him. But he didn't just pay in pennies, but he took all the rolls off of the pennies and put it in a duffel bag. Nice. So, Vengeance. So, yeah, it weighed like 200 pounds. And he just walked into the place and handed over the duffel bag and said, there's every penny of my $350 electric bill. Uh-huh. If I was working wow. at that electric company, I would smack him in the face open-handed. <laughs> I actually kind of appreciate the tenacity. The -hmm. only thing that would have been better is if he had put the pennies in like a number of different Ziploc bags and then worn cargo pants and just stuffed the pockets with them. (laughs) Started pulling them up. Come in like, oh, just a second. You know, they're spilling all over the counter and everything. He's having to turn his pocket inside out on the desk. The, The thing is like... You know, I could understand if he felt like he was, like, ripped off. But you're telling me for that entire month that he's, like, using electronic devices in his house. Maybe he bought Adam's iPod thing. But he's using all these electronic devices that he thinks, you know what? At the end of the month, I'm really going to show the people who I'm buying this service from. (laughs) (laughs) It's like me going to, like, uh, ordering a pizza, eating the pizza, and then, you know – you know, g- giving two hundred twenty dollars worth of pesos back to the delivery man just to spite it. <laughs> because, because you're Which angry that they charged you for the good or service. <laughs> yeah, take this capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Way to stick it to the free market economy. <laughs> yeah, good job, guy. <laughs> um, I will say, if I ever were to make an incredibly large purchase. I would want to pay for it in Sacagawea dollars. <laughs> nice. Whop them. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Sacagawea dollars are actually considered legal tender, Jesse. <laughs> hey, you're, you're telling the people that bought Manhattan that there was something wrong with that deal? I have a whole garage full of Whop them that I'm just waiting to spend. <laughs> I've been saving WAP. I've been getting paid in Wampum for the last two years, so don't freak me out here. <laughs> what's, the ex- what's the exchange rate on that just about now? <laughs> yeah, what if I went to the bank and said, yeah, what's the exchange rate on Wampum? <laughs> I think you should probably just bury him in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. Hence <laughs> <laughs> you came. <laughs> just throw him in the woods. <laughs> I just realized that we didn't let Roxy That's go. Right. It's okay. <laughs> I will go now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were just, I'm sorry. That's my, my apologies. Jesse right. just got excited. I can, I can <laughs> yeah. see why. I can see why. Good one. I thought finally an opportunity to tell a pop joke. <laughs> it's been waiting all years. These years. All, these years. Joke. all right. Well, try and guess how long it would take to say the DNA. 
DNA code of one cell. To say the DNA code. Yep. To read it aloud. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to play it safe price is right style. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say 2 hours. Roxy, I will venture 2 hours and 1 minute. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go 1 minute. No. Oh. No, it would take you 23 and a half years. Oh, man. Jesse no, takes you guys are off, but I think Jesse won. <laughs> yeah, Jesse somehow. won. <laughs> <laughs> well, Via it, price right rules. Yeah. Jesse's yeah, here. You win. We'll, we'll send you your wampum soon. I <laughs> I, Roxy, I will actually hold you to that. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> good. Well, a group, the DNA Rainbow, who first put the DNA code in color, have now rendered the entire DNA code in audio form and are live streaming it from their site 24-7. This will continue on for the next 23 and a half years until 2032. So you can go listen to it. What I would love is if sometime over the next 23 years, their domain name expires just for a moment <laughs> and slaughter <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I'm not a hacker, and I don't know how to do that, you know, like crash someone's site. Mm-hmm. But just because that's the dorkiest thing I've ever heard, I want to find out. I want to dedicate like a year to learning hacking just to crash their site. Well, <laughs> I, I personally will be going to their site and refreshing every five minutes for the next 23 years good. just to see <laughs> yeah. when their domain lapses even briefly. And then write them. Yes. You know, who's, who's the sucker now, DNA people? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, I've been sitting constantly refreshing your site for 23 years, but now I own your domain name. <laughs> I, I don't know if we want to retread this territory, but I just can't help myself. Here we go. <laughs> uh, do you know what this is, Chad? No, I'm just guessing. I told Roxy before we came in, uh, we were going to take bets on how long before it has anything to do with the Chipocalypse or any kind of monkey dwarf pants story. How long it would take. I, re- I really promised myself that I was going to put an end to it. But I woke up this morning, I checked my Facebook wall, and there's someone posted a link. Uh, then I got an email today, and suddenly it's all over the web. I don't know how I cannot. Uh, yeah, you know, Jesse, you, you promised yourself you were going to put an end to it. The chimps are promising themselves they're going to put an end to you. So I think it's important that you continue to warn people. All right. Hey, well, and, one and last this one time. Comes, you know, the last uh, chimp attack happened domestically, uh, which, is, which is terrifying. But this one, I think, uh, is even more frightening. But this one actually happened overseas in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. So not even the Swedes are safe. <laughs> Generally, they try to stay out. There's no safe. neutrality here. What? There's no neutrality here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the the, the man versus beast war, the Swedes, there's a line that's been drawn. (laughs) 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 Like I said, generally they try to stay out of these things. But this one happened at a a Swedish zoo. The alpha male has been collecting a stockpile of weapons every morning. And basically what he's doing is he's knocking hunks of concrete off of parts of his little encagement there. And he leaves them in a pile and waits till prime visitor time, which is generally around midday. And then he unleashes what the Swedish newspaper calls a hailstorm of rocks against the visitors. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh! Wow. And so they said that they've never observed a, a monkey planning like this. You know, for even for constructive reasons, much less for an attack. Um, the good news is he has horrible aim. Uh, <laughs> or at least that's what he would have us think. So it begins. Yeah. But am I the only one who finds that absolutely terrifying? That it, this is a monkey that is literally plotting against us. I, I believe, Jesse, that back, you know, maybe a, a couple of years ago, when, uh, when we first started noticing signs of the chimpocalypse, it was uh, chimpanzees hunting with spears that they had made, I but they just that. jabbed with the spears, right? Yeah. yeah. And at that point, we had the discussion, at what point, as a preemptive strike, do we destroy all chimpanzees? <laughs> and what we came down to was when they created ranged weaponry, things yeah. that they could Uh-oh. throw. And so... It's finally happened. Well, I will say this. I'm doing my part. I killed six monkeys this week. Wow. <laughs> I hope you ate them and, and <laughs> every part of the monkey corpse. because yeah, no, that's, Nothing that's goes to waste. It's yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Roxy's just well, shaking her head. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm Roxy's just... first time and she's very yeah. disappointed. Wow. <laughs> she's like, this is what all these people have been listening yeah. to? <laughs> this is it? she's like i'm going back to publishing (laughs) it confuses us too (laughs) can i can i mention one more thing about the slice yeah yeah. the the best part about this is the headline that I, i can always appreciate a great headline and this is one of the best i've ever read the headline is study, colon, and by study, they mean observing a monkey throwing rocks at people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Study, colon, belligerent chimp proves animals make plans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know how CNN.com, where it has like the little t-shirt icon, where you can buy the t-shirt from that headline? If this story was only on CNN, I would own an entire closet full of that shirt and five drug cars. <laughs> Study, colon, belligerent chimp proves animals can make plans. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Now, I just realized I made a very rookie mistake, jumped right in, and didn't tell everybody what we had coming up on the podcast. So... The next two things you're going to hear, we're doing two things today. We're talking through the current issue of Relevant, and then we have an interview from Q-Tip. It was supposed to play last week, got delayed to this week. So those are what we have coming up in the episode, so stay tuned. Coming up next, the new issue walkthrough. We still like to party in Marty Hall. Something good happens, we say mashallah. Something bad happens, que sera, sera. I close my eyes and all I can see is you dancing with me. I'm a dreamer, but I ain't the only one got problems, but we love to have fun. This is our world, from here to your hood, we're alive, man. It's okay to feel good, I'm a dreamer, but I ain't the only one got problems, but we love to have fun. This is our world. From here to your hood, lock me up now It's okay to feel good, I'm a dreamer It's okay to feel good, yeah It's the truth Hey yo, I check it out What would it take for a boy about my age You're listening to Dreamer by Kanon that was not submitted by somebody off Twitter. That was my submission. I uh, really dig that tune right now. Uh, heard him on NPR. Great hip hop, rap type music. You should check him out. K apostrophe N A A N Kanon. The song's called Dreamer. All right, now it's time to walk through the current issue of Relevant Magazine. It's a little thing we do here in the office during our free time. Roxy. Yes. You're the editorial director. Yes. 
Adam Smith's going to join us. So what better place to start than at the beginning? Who's on the cover, no, Roxy? let's start at the back. Okay, sweet. Let's do it. Who's on the back <laughs> cover, Roxy? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Who's Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke is the star of The Wrestler, nominated for a Best Actor. That is kind of sad. We were hoping by this point to be able to say winner. Winner of a Best Actor, but no. Although Sean Penn was deserving as well yes he was and he gave mickey a good shout out i think yeah his... and and he and mickey are evidently very very good friends so i i, I think they're kind of pulling for each other so yeah oh, great. it's a happy ending for everyone except for us it's a great story now for those who don't know who don't have the magazine in front of them which is kind of sad you've had two weeks yeah. almost three weeks now to get a hold of it uh, and if you don't well, have the hard, some of us live in New Zealand, that is, <laughs> right? That is true. Adam actually does not have a hard copy. But for those of you in New Zealand, you can go online. You can go online and read the whole thing beginning to end, even with some extras. So, uh, even if you have the hard copy, you should go check that out. Uh, some cool features going on. We just started it with this issue. Um, but so yes, so we, if you open the back cover, that's when you open find the up. table of contents. Tricky. Tricky. It kind of reverses. It flips you around. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. this is probably a, a very dorky thing. It's probably just because uh, you know we're magazine people, as it were, and the readers may not really care. But the TOC lately looks great. It does. Like, that yeah. is one of the sharpest looking tables of contents that I have ever seen. Why? Thank you. And. Jeremy, our designer, thanks you as well. I was going to say, you had <laughs> hand in that design there. Right? No, but I wrote, I wrote those words. <laughs> okay. The yeah, words. look at all that copy. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> so you start in the back, you read the table of contents, and then we're going to flip to the front so we yes. can walk through. The very front inside the cover, uh, there's an ad for the one campaign. But what's important about that, why we're going to point that out, is because they are partnering with us in Reject Apathy, which you're like, what is Reject Apathy? Hang on a second. That's right. You'll find out. It will come up soon. It's a big part of this issue. It is. The next ad is from Wiley, the same type of thing with Reject Apathy. Um, You're going to hear that a lot. The first thing you come to is First Word by Cameron Strang. Now, Cameron's a good friend of the magazine. Um, <laughs> to say the least, yeah, he, he has some loose associations with the right. magazine, right. yeah. And uh, occasionally, we, we we like to he has some good things to say, and we put them in the magazine. And yeah. um, actually, in all reality, we get uh, a lot of feedback from people who talk about how they don't take the time to read Cameron's column, and then they do, and love it, and go back and read all his first words. And so, I encourage everyone to uh, make sure the first thing you do when you get the magazine. Uh, every issue is to open up to first word and, and check out Cameron's column. Uh, he's always got great things to say. Yeah, don't skip by that because I, I have to say, you know, I, of course I read first word uh, every time. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it was part of my job because I was hoping to copy edit it. <laughs> but I'm consistently impressed with that column. Me yeah. too. Like, I it's, agree. it's always very, very good. I agree. And this time he talks a lot about our six-year anniversary as a magazine. Um, and what we've been through, where we're going. So it's definitely worth checking out. Definitely. Turn the page. You come to letters, feedback. That's always fun. I like to hear what you guys have to say about the magazine. We won't cover those and, now. And then, and then make sarcastic comments right. back, back to you. Back at you. That's, That's right. right. It's two-way street. You may not have thought so, <laughs> right. but it is. Exactly. Slices, probably outside of first word, consistently my favorite part of the magazine. People love slices. They want to slice his feed on the website, like to read it in the magazine. Adam, you have a huge hand in slices. Is that he correct? Does. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
it's it's consistently my favorite part of the magazine to read and the most troublesome to write. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yes, uh, we're struggling with yeah, even as we speak exact, to do next issues. Exactly. Indicated right now by the fact that I've been struggling with the lead slice now for weeks. Right. For the, right. the next issue. So what, what I'd like to point out is, you know, the lead slice is about different uh, interesting festivals, mm-hmm. uh, music festivals. And it starts out with Calvin College's Festival of Faith and Music. I attended that a couple of years ago, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Have you seen the yeah. lineup for this the, year's? Oh, the lineup is insane it's this ridiculous. year. I mean, it looks over amazing. the line, the whole study, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. The year I was there, it was Sufjan Stevens, Emmy Lou Harris, Nico Case. Wow. Uh, Dan Wilson was there. Just absolutely amazing. Great workshops. Absolutely great workshops. And some really, really great concerts. Yeah. So if you can make it up there, go. April 2nd to 4th. Coming right, up. Coming yeah. right up. Couple weeks. The And the last pages of Slices, the On the Web page has made a return because we've got actual stuff to talk about on the web now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I mean, we say at the beginning, the all new relevant magazine.com. It is great. Now, we had our kinks at the beginning. I know We're a lot of you are like, out. it's not so great. I, every time I go, it was, look, it takes a little while. You have to work through these things. And what you get now is some daily greatness. And you really need to check it out. I mean, the, the features that are up every day, the slices, the reviews, more the content. Columns. And, you know, just the functionality of it. I will say I actually love playing around on our website. Like, I go to our website and mess around on there probably – you know, apart from my job duties, I actually go mess around on that website probably as much as I say mess around on Facebook. Right, with the uh, relevant community now. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't played around with the community functionality, then get into it. It's it's really really good, and uh, I'm loving the fact that you know a lot of people are commenting on stories and some conversations are happening, and uh, it really is creating a, a unique community. And uh, starting to see a lot of the, the same people kind of pop up in story comments. And it's it's taking on its own unique personality. So yeah. go check it out and play around with it. All right. Okay. Turning the page, we get to Worldview, uh, entitled Learning from Liturgy. It's by Brandon O'Brien. This is one of my favorite pieces. I think I went to a um, an Anglican church for a while when I was living in Chicago. And I learned a lot about the liturgical church and that that feeling of when you walk in, it feels like it's sacred. It feels like it's a separate place and it's set aside for God. And um, Brandon really digs into um, just what the liturgy brings to, um, especially to the celebration of Easter all the way from Lent through the, through Holy Week and the different celebrations each day of Holy Week and how they help you get in the, the spirit of celebrating Easter and really even just taking you as, as low as as just recognizing Jesus' sacrifice and then the celebration of his resurrection. Yeah, I think it's really cool how liturgy for a lot of people who grew up in an evangelical environment has kind of come to mean so much. And, uh, you know, it's, it's neat because it connects us to something bigger, you know, yeah. uh, something yeah. that people have been doing for centuries and centuries. Flipping yeah. on over, we're going to hit our first main feature of the magazine. It's entitled Blogging the Bible. Very cool Q&A done. Um, Roxy, you want to talk about this a little bit? Yeah, this is an interview with David Plotz. He's a, an editor at Slate, 
And he just kind of stumbled upon this experiment. He was reading, um, he's, he's Jewish and he was reading some of the old Testament at like a party or something. And he read this part with all this crazy blood and violence. And he was like, wait a minute, I don't remember this being in the Bible. So he decided he wanted to read the whole thing and he was going to blog about it. And that's what he did. And it's just really interesting to hear about his insights and kind of just the craziness that he, he sort of wasn't expecting to be in the Bible and kind of what that did to his own faith and his own reading of other literature pieces throughout history and that sort of thing. I, I love pieces like this that are kind of uh, almost like an outsider's perspective of, of people who, you know, we get so so close to all the biblical stories that sometimes we forget how how strange and different they can be for people who aren't uh, connected to them. I love pieces like this that uh, give this kind of perspective where you know you can almost kind of look at it from their point of view and say, "Wow, that that is kind of weird." Yeah. Like probably my favorite piece we ever uh, ran, or one of my favorite pieces, was the uh, AJ Jacobs piece where. You know, he, he lived according to biblical law for an entire year. And, uh, you know, you're able to look at it from his perspective and say, this is this is a little weird. Right. Right. Um, next highlight in the magazine, uh, we get to one of our cover stories, the Mickey Rourke yes. story called Still Wrestling. Now, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Uh, Cameron's mentioned uh, the contents of the story quite a bit uh but what's new to that is the design of it is awesome amazing amazing oh, it's stellar thank you chuck anderson yeah exactly but, absolutely um can I, can I say the design for this issue is probably some of the best i've ever seen us do i think we would all agree yes. i mean we've said many a times overall this has to be up there if not the best issue relevance ever put out yeah, it's, it's in it the top three. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, Very proud of it. I, obviously, I don't have a hard copy, but I have looked <laughs> through the, the digital copy several times, and I'm just blown away. So during the page, uh, we get to probably the most important uh, aspect of this issue. Um, it's our introduction to Reject Apathy. Uh, it's a new thing we've started up here at Relevant. It's it's There's a lot to it. There's a lot behind the idea of it, and we may not be able to explain it as well as we would hope. It, what we have here in the, in the issue is a is a great introduction to what we're doing with Reject Apathy. And already, I would say the uh, the biggest response we're getting is to Reject Apathy. A lot of people great. loving it, loving the idea about it, um, about uh, how to get out there and do something. Uh, social justice, obviously, is a... It's a hot thing almost nowadays, and um, we want to try and keep it fresh and bring new ideas and thoughts to it. And so the the beginning of the Reject Apathy section is an article by Cameron. The long-awaited Rwandan oh, article. Long-awaited. It yes. is long-awaited. <laughs> You've heard, many long-time listeners have heard about this trip for a while. Yes. Yeah. It's, you can't rush greatness. That's of right. Of course. <laughs> and uh, this this article has been brewing, has been in the works since uh, since I was still there in the States in-house. So uh, it, it it percolated for a while. Mm-hmm. So that you can be sure that it, like a fine wine, you know, it is, it is fermented to perfection. Yes. And Cameron worked really hard on this article, and it's it's really a chance for him to to describe what we're doing with Reject Apathy and to talk about 
kind of his own experience in Rwanda and how that opened his eyes to the importance of of what's what we can do and that we need to reject apathy. And that was something he realized in his own life and realized in just talking to other people. And that's, you know, that's sort of where reject apathy was birthed out of was that trip. So it's really a chance to kind of dig into what happened there and the journey from Rwanda to now to the point where we're launching reject apathy. Now, one of the more important things that happened on that trip that I hope is brought into this is the uh, guerrilla attack. Right. The guerrilla attack. Yes, that's, that's yes. Yes. When Cameron was, uh, you know, podcast devotees will remember. I've heard about I, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cameron was filming a, a group of guerrillas when suddenly he was charged by them and viciously uh, Cameron perhaps witnessed the very first rumblings of the coming chimpocalypse on that. <laughs> that's actually a good segue into uh, letting you know that in, in the article at the end there, we have a, a section that talks about Reject Apathy online, and it tells you to go check it out at rejectapathy.org. Now, if you do that, you're going to get to a page that says coming soon, because it's not quite up. And but it's, it's coming, coming soon. It is coming soon. And Cameron took hours and hours of footage uh, from this trip, that will eventually be turned into content as some of the content that you'll see on reject apathy. And who knows, maybe you will get to see this, um, guerrilla attack that we're talking about. What, what I, what I fear in this Chad is that one day the, the footage of the guerrilla attack will be displayed in the Smithsonian by gorillas. <laughs> you know, once, once they have dominated every aspect of society as a testament to those fur first brave ape pioneers who uh, who fought against man a valid so, fear it is yeah it's something that we all um but it, it's almost become like that harry potter thing where we can't even talk about it um out of the, the, the just the terror that it will send just to people the the thought right. of it. yeah it's it scary keeps me up at night right. for sure <laughs> Now, the, the rest of the Reject Apathy section here um, has five more articles. There are five stories here of some some global giants of, um, of social justice that we really want um, just to open people's eyes to. And we wanted to do that through stories of people who are, are living this. That is one of the most amazing sections I've ever, like, when it comes to a special section, that's probably one of the most amazing ones I've ever seen us run. Because it's not just hitting on these big issues, it's humanizing them because it's telling individual people's stories. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks. It's something that we all believe in. It's very important to all of us and uh, encourage you definitely, if none of this, nothing else in here interests you to pick up the magazine, please just go check it out. You can look online and we'll give you that link. You can find it through our website and I'll give you the link at the end of the episode. Remind you again. Okay. If you turn the page, there's an article by a one Adam Smith. Adam. Now that should just be enough right there. Drop everything. Go get this magazine and read Adam's article. Tell us about your article, Adam. Um, it came, it was born of my own frustrations in any kind of 20-somethings group I've been involved in, any young adults type ministry, of just seeing how poorly guys t tend to treat girls and uh, sometimes vice versa. And uh, it just goes into why that is and what we can do about it, um, why it is that uh, people seem to... Uh, even in the church, string each other along, play games with each other, and uh, just in general end up hurting each other. Just how incredibly inept a communication we seem to be uh, between the genders. 
Yeah, honestly, it's a very great article. Really struck home. I really liked a lot of stuff you talked about. Well, if you turn the page, you come to a pretty cool article by John Piper on how to decipher those I don't get it Bible passages. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all read something and thought, what? What? What was God trying to say here? John's going to help us out a little bit. That's right. Okay, if you turn the page, the new music guide. This is huge. Everyone looks forward to this. Let's talk about music. This thing is long. We cover a lot of bands. Yes, Some we great do. music. Over like a um, hundred. Yeah, too, too many to name off one by one. Uh, a lot of mainstays, a lot of new uh, people that you may not have heard of that you need to check out. Uh, a lot of stuff you've heard here on the podcast. We talk about the most anticipated new albums of 09, some of which include the new Mute Math, which everyone I know has been waiting forever for. Uh, the Decemberists, which I've heard a lot of it, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And the M. Ward album, which is actually out right now, and another oh, fantastic man. album. M. Ward yes. is so good. So good. Um, now, did we, uh, forgive my ignorance, because I, I haven't studied the cover well enough to know, <laughs> is there a cover line saying how many new bands we, we cover? There is not, but okay. I did count, and there is Okay, I was, I was going to say uh, a little behind-the-scenes look here. In previous years, we have put the, the actual number of bands on the cover, and I think it's really good that you know you didn't end up doing that, because... From an editorial standpoint, it becomes nightmarish because every time the uh, the article is edited, you have to recount, <laughs> recount. the number of bands, <laughs> and you definitely don't want to end up with the, the wrong number on the cover. That's true. Because invariably, someone will go through there and count to make sure that you, <laughs> that you got them all. I had to count for the marketing team. They wanted to know. So I'm sure it's in marketing copy out there somewhere. Turn past Q-tip, we get to Manchester Orchestra. Now, this has been huge. Yeah. Like, the clicks... Uh, we've been tracking how many people, what what articles are reading the most on the digital issue, and by far and away, the Manchester Orchestra Q and A article has hundreds more clicks than any other article in the magazine. Who'd have guessed? Well, I could because Chad would have. I like Manchester <laughs> Orchestra. Uh, I do they're too. great. They are fantastic. They are. Um, and so, if you do not know Manchester, you need to go out and check them out. If you turn the page, another great band, Danielson. Uh, you know, actually, uh, people that don't, if you know Sufjan, Sufjan started out, Adam, you can correct me if I'm wording this wrong, but he started out in Danielson's band, right? In Danielson. Yes. yes. He yeah. uh, he was basically that, that kid that Danielson let hang around. Right. Then, when, uh, when you know, Danielson. His his band was his family, right? And uh, when they would go on tour, and you know, someone from his family couldn't make the tour, uh, Sufian would sit in with them, right? So if you if you like Sufian, then you you owe a great allegiance to Danielson because uh, Danielson pretty much is the the reason that you've heard of Sufian Stevens. There, besides this article, uh, there's a fantastic documentary on Danielson that you should see. Oh, so good. Oh, really fantastic. And we'll give you a good view. And the most amazing thing is Danielson started as a thesis for school. He never really? wanted to play music. It's just what he decided to do and uh, making some fantastic, whilst unusual, not for anyone's taste, some just great music. What's so cool to see in that, that documentary, and I think it comes through with anything with Daniel Smith, is just how incredibly sincere he is mm-hmm. in the midst of making this very weird kind of quirky music. He's just an incredibly sincere guy and just really, really feels that what he's doing is a, a mission and a ministry 
it's just so neat to see someone making music that focuses on God so much and is still so incredibly unique and bizarre. Right. Because oftentimes it, it seems to be almost like a trade-off. And, it, and it crosses, yeah. it breaks down boundaries and crosses over to many people. Another thing you see from the documentary. Okay, so we turn the page, we get to The National, another great band. This who, is a great piece. Just wonderful piece. Now, The National came out, um, oh, what's the name of that? Boxer. Came out the with Boxer. Bo- yeah. The Boxer. That was just unbelievable. One of yeah. the great albums of the last couple of years. But this I'm is sure. talking about a, a recent project they put together for a good cause. Yeah, it's it's their charity compilation, um, Dark Was the Night. I think it just released this last week. Mm-hmm. So, um amazing story i mean this is a story of a band just reaching out to every one of their contacts and pulling in all their favors and getting putting together just a compilation that's i mean it's incredible you read the people who are on it and you're like wait i like them and them and them oh my gosh so it's it's definitely worth checking out and this is a, a just really a the article itself is a real glimpse into the hearts of the Desner brothers who put this together and um, just their heart for AIDS and AIDS ministry. So, so. yeah. And if, uh, as far as the album itself, uh, there's a review of it up on the website right now. And I think that the, re- the review summed it up really well. It said that this looking at the track list for this album, it looks like your iPod achieved sentence and decided to throw a <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, you turn the page and it doesn't end. We have a, th- uh, a feature article on Ockerville River. You turn the page, we have Sharon well, Jones. What? River. Oh, man. Fantastic. Yeah. Sharon Jones and the, and Dap the Dap Kings. Kings. Um, so cool. Very cool, man. Just cool music. Cool band. Noah and the Whale. Music based on um, Wes, Wes Anderson movies. Films. Um, uh-huh. which is great. Interesting. And then the Welcome Wagon. We know the Welcome Wagon podcast listeners. You heard them a couple weeks ago. We interviewed Vito. Then we flip back. We get the recommends for music, Fiction Family we've talked about, the latest Kanye West, Animal Collective, all those great albums, mm. uh, books. Good books. Great books. Tony Morrison's book, A Mercy. Read it. It's amazing. <laughs> and DVD recommends. So it's the same great stuff, people. You need to check it out. If you just listen to the podcast and you don't have a subscription, it's $12, okay? That's less than going to a movie and getting a drink. If you can't afford that, you can read it for free online. Go to relevantmagazine.com, look up the current issue, and you can find it. So that wraps up our issue walkthrough. Before I go any further, I just wanted to point out that today's episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Regent University and their Real Dreams Film Competition. The submissions for the competition are due by April 3rd, so you only have a couple weeks. What you need to do is go check them out online at realdreamsfilmfest.com. That's R-E-E-L, dreamsfilmfest.com, and get your videos in. He's as a prize fighter. He's like a soul miner, souls on down the great divide. You're listening to Fisher of Men by M. Ward. This was uh, suggested by Gary Thanson from our Twitter account. What's our Twitter account, Ken Roxy? Relevant Mag. See, Roxy doesn't even know. Roxy, do you follow us? 
I'm not on Twitter. Oh, man. If you can oh, believe no. that. That's, uh, that's embarrassing right there. I don't have to be edited out. Okay, so now it's time for your <laughs> feedback. <laughs> not helping our cause there, Roxy. So uh, now it's time for your feedback. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, the last podcast went up probably three hours before we recorded this one. So what were we going to do for feedback? Well, put it up on our Twitter account on our Facebook and asked you guys, and you came through. So we have a few uh, feed, uh, restaurant horror stories we're going to talk through. We also have one roller, horrifying roller, rollerblading experience that we got. So <laughs> no, no restaurant slash rollerblading no experience. No combination. No one hit the uh, trifecta, hmm. uh, oh, which is disappointing. But... Uh, you know, we were hoping, uh, hopefully, maybe when the, the podcast goes up in time, if someone hits that trifecta, we'll bring it up on next week's episode. Aaron Van Strien wrote in. He says, while I was working at McDonald's as a young lad of 16 years old, I was mopping the floor of the woman's bathroom. The door was propped open and the big yellow caution wet floor sign was in the doorway. As I was busily mopping the floor, a woman walked in who was probably about 50 years old. She proceeded to walk right past me and say... Uh, I'm not embarrassed if you're not. She then walked into one of the stalls, and as she was shutting the door of the stall, I dropped the mop and ran out of the bathroom. Needless <laughs> to say, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was going to say, those are some fateful words. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed <laughs> if, if you're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's assuming an awful lot about me. <laughs> yeah. I think if you put those words in any scenario, it's it's never good. Yeah. <laughs> The few times I've been told that phrase, it ended very awkwardly. <laughs> uh oh, Adam, are you? Did they find you? Um, yeah, I, he, I've yeah. at least got a few minutes before they break through my my haste. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to stay through the end, though. That's what I you got to respect. That it's, yeah, Adam's <laughs> just going to go down and hail a gunfire yeah. right here on the podcast. We we knew we knew my podcast career would end this way when I started. <laughs> you're you're truly going down Nicolas Cage style. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm in a race against time. There's only one way I'm going to stop these police. By stealing historic documents. <laughs> Does New Zealand have the, have those? Like <laughs> constitutions? <laughs> 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 historic documents. <laughs> They're written in Hobbit language, though. Ah. Uh. Uh, there it is. Wonderful. There it is. Why does Adam loathe Hobbit jokes? I know. Oh. <laughs> because that's that's the only thing you get with New Zealand. It's like sheep and hobbits. Exactly. It's, please find something to make fun of the country for other than that. Well, I mean, it, it's really, it's pretty, uh, you know, pretty immune other than that. Like, hey, it's pretty far south. You know, like, <laughs> hey, it's beautiful. <laughs> tell me, yeah, yeah, man, that New Zealand sure is gorgeous. <laughs> Bazing. <laughs> I hear it's real safe there. <laughs> yeah. Man, they have a low uh, amount of violent crime. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan Gutowski wrote in, um, he says as a teenager working at, and they just put restaurant X. So I'm guessing he doesn't mm. want us to know what it is. Or um, it was called restaurant or, X. I guess there's a re- restaurant X appetizing. Uh, a guy I knew from high school and I were closing the kitchen that night about five minutes before the place closed. He made the horrible mistake of tossing the last two fried chicken sandwich patties. Uh, not even a minute later, the last order for the night asked for two chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Because this guy had already turned off the fryers, uh, 
He had no choice but to revisit the trash can. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> As he stood over no the trash, choice. his rationale was, well, they're both lying on top of the empty box that we just threw away. So with careful precision, the two chicken patties made it onto bread and were sent out with me in the background saying, dude, just tell them we're out. Come on, man. That's sick. To this day, I won't revisit a restaurant that is within 30 minutes of closing time. Me either, I guess. That is disgusting. That's disturbing. Although, to be honest with you, depending on how hungry I was, I'd probably eat those. (laughs) Yeah, same. Even Even if the guy came out from the back and said... I just actually had to retrieve these from the trash can. You know, I'd be like, well, I really want a chicken sandwich. I'd want a, I'd want a discount, though. Yeah. Maybe you could give me two for one. Yeah, can you upsize my fries for free? You got yourself a deal. We did get, though, one feedback for a rollerblading story, minus the restaurant. Uh, it comes from Jonathan Carlson. Um, it's pretty long here, so I'll try to summarize. He says that they they lived next to a church when he was growing up. They lived next to a church with a huge paved parking lot. During the summer, after my eighth grade year, my buddy was over, and we decided to rollerblade at midnight. We had a great idea of tying a water ski rope to the back of my bike. Not such a great idea, he says. I was hanging onto the rope, and my buddy was pedaling up to a sharp corner of the parking lot. I asked him to slow down, to which I saw him stand up on the bike, proceed to step on the pedals with all of his eighth-grade leg power. He sped up instead of granting my request. Instead of letting go of the rope, I braced myself. Not such a great idea. My buddy turned the corner. The rope went from slack to tight, and I whipped around the corner like a crazy chimpanzee out for blood. I must have been going thirty miles I an hour. I must have been going thirty miles an hour and my balance was gone. I bit it, I bit it bad. My left fingers were nearly touched my left elbow. Oh. Man, after oh skidding. Gosh. <laughs> uh, hey, can, can I point out a couple things in this story yes. that make me that they just jumped out at me? <laughs> First, thirty miles an hour. You know, I mean, you said the kid was in eighth grade, but I'm willing to say that was just an exaggeration. (laughs) But it seems like one option could have been let go of the rope. (laughs) A good option. That is actually feasible because when you do a little crack the whip like that, it doubles your speed. Yes. So it is feasible that his friend was biking at 15 miles per hour and cracked him around at 30. Clearly, this is a scenario for the Mythbusters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Look out I'll, for the math. Right away. <laughs> and a chimp out for blood, huh? A I, chimp I don't out know for what blood. that looks like. It's like a, it's like a, a it looks like a regular chimp. Yeah, it's just your <laughs> chimpanzee. Yeah. Do a Google search for chimp, and you'll see a picture of a chimp out for blood. Um, let's see. He says he went skidding on the concrete for, he'd say, probably 30 feet and came to a silent stop. My buddy was giggling. Man, his friend is Sick. too much joy out of this. Uh, after Who some, is this person? I know, right? Are you still <laughs> friends with this guy? That's my question. I want to know what happened to the relationship after this. Uh, after some painful motions, I said, let's go back inside. And they went back in the house. They watched, sat down at the table, watched TV for a while. After a few minutes, his buddy said, oh my gosh, JJ, look at your arm. 
So he looked at his arm only to see it doing its best impression of a rainbow. His father took him to the emergency room that night. The bone was broken, but not all the way, though. The next day, the doctor put a cast on my arm. Here's the kicker. He said that instead of breaking the arm completely and letting the arm heal in the cast, he would just push the bone back in place while the cast hardened. So that's exactly what he did. He says he didn't pass out, but he was wanting to punch the doctor while he was pushing the bone back in place. Uh, this he is, now has the use of one arm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And he says, this is no lie. The doctor's last name, Sumi. <laughs> wow. It's a little humorous punch twist line. there at the end. So that was Jonathan. Uh, so that will do it for your feedback. Now your editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. All right, so we talked, uh, it came through quite a bit in the podcast, whether it was in the feedback or earlier with Jesse's um, Penny's story, paying the bill story. Uh, what we want to hear are creative ideas or creative ways you have exacted consumer vengeance. When you want to get back, when bad service or however you want to get your point across, what are the creative ways you have done it or would do it? So if you have any thought, any ideas, write it into feedback at relevantmagazine.com. And we will read those next week, along with maybe a few more of your restaurant horror stories if you didn't have enough time to get it in. And we're still looking for the trifecta. We are still looking yes. for the trifecta. All right, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up. I'm Chad Pendleton. Roxy Weeman. I'm Adam Smith. And I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Podcast anytime, anywhere.